0: thank you for your patience. Your call is important to us.
1: It's infinitely more exciting than any of the albums we listened to this week. So,
0: Do we want to start with Dave Matthews' plumbing and or band?
1: Well, I started listening to this album, right, which goes for nine days, 14 hours and 42 minutes and 47 seconds. That little, huh? Or at least that's how it's set. <laughs> that's how it seemed to me and I listened to the first song and I'm like oh yeah, I remember why I liked that man, this is quite nice and I go to the second song and I'm like fuck he goes on a bit doesn't he and I go to the third song and I'm like this is the musical equivalent of the 12th man doing Murray Walker It's just fucking goes on and on and on, it doesn't really change
0: <laughs> these fucking cars go round and round and round It's has so fucking boring oh <sighs> But just, I much agree with you there, Barry. It really is fucked.
1: Just seemed that th- th- There wasn't much purpose to it, didn't you find? Like, Look, I have a question. I ended up having to break it up into chunks.
0: At what distance does any like adult contemporary blues-adjacent jam band just become JD in the straight shot? I mean, it's it's indistinguishable <laughs> from fucking... Just any old wombly fucking self-indulgent cunt and his terrible jam band. I'm also thinking of Russell Crowe's band, which, as Friends of Ron pointed out, is a fucking pile of shit. See, Rom, F, full stop, 2003 for critical discussion.
1: When you said you were going to jam, you know, some NBA content into the music podcast, that's not what I expected. Um, I, I really just don't have much to say about this. It's not the worst adult contemporary music we've listened to. This is the thing, right? It's fairly competent musically. Like, all the bits are played quite well. the the drumming is pretty good I think I I think all the music's pretty good it's just there just doesn't seem to be much purpose which I understand for those who are fans of this style of music that's the idea right that that's what people like purpose
0: is the last thing it's not even on the job list but I like
1: like Fat Freddy's Drop is a, a band that sort of builds itself around just fucking going on and on and on but not like this this is completely different um I enjoyed the first two tracks and then I got quite irritated and then I got even more irritated and stopped and came back to it and started where I started. But, like, I couldn't tell you, is there anything really different to any of these songs from one to the other?
0: I was going to say, the only song that popped out of me was After Everything because he sounds like he's trying to be Diamond David Lee Roth rather than Dave the Plumber. And it's a weird effect. And I appreciate that he's trying something, but... It doesn't work. It does at least distinguish it from the rest of the crap on this album.
1: The, the only other thing I could think of is uh, when I liked this sort of stuff, I was a lot closer hormonally to my teenage years than I am now. And I do wonder whether- By
0: Hormonally, you are horny. No?
1: No, I just mean like the the emotional angst and the, I don't know. But what?
0: There's no emotional angst in this. It just felt like- the smooth mediocrity of middle age.
1: Yeah, I did, I um,
0: just find this. I just
1: found the episode title. <laughs> this is really nice. That's a good one. Um, I just, ah, uh, just, and, and the problem was, I listened to this first, right? And I do wonder whether this coloured my perception of the other two albums. So I'm, I'm sort of fascinated to to see because I found myself picking the other two albums apart quite viciously after listening to this album going, no, I don't like this either.
0: All right. Well, do you want to pick apart Kid Koala's um, concept album, I suppose? Um, Creatures of the Mid-Afternoon or Creatures of the Late Afternoon. Creatures of of 3.30-itis.
1: Like, I'm normally – this is normally right in my wheelhouse. Like, that Two Dogs album – uh, there's a cut chemist album that's a little bit like this as well. You know, that's sort of a mishmash of ideas and and sounds, and you know, it's not it's not an album in a traditional sense. Would you say?
0: No, it's a collection of ideas. It, it does feel more soundtracky than anything else. There is kind of a narrative flow to it because they come back to some ideas before. It does feel a bit juvenile and and not not in a you know poo and fart joke thing, but in the fact that it is. There's lots of kid kid vocals and it is pitched pretty simply uh which is you know fits the kid fits the concept they're doing all kinds of shit, some of which is fun and interesting but it kind of you kind of get what they're up to on the first lesson that doesn't actually require you to go back and have another crack at it through all the self-indulgent and the interstitial bits
1: they also had this sort of lo-fi sound running through the whole thing W- which I couldn't, uh, I haven't been able to put identify and put my finger on, but it's sort of, it's almost like an overlay over the whole album that I just really didn't enjoy. I just found really fucking irritating. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. It, it, it just didn't grab me.
0: Yeah, same. Like,
1: the the two dogs album is the one that I I always, is really hard to find now, unfortunately. Well, yeah, um, Kenny
0: Sutcliffe has pulled it out of print, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, well, I think I think think it's one of those ones where it's like it would cost you more to clear the samples that you used in this album because there's a lot of Kevin bloody Wilson samples in that in that album um, than it would that you would ever make back on (laughs) on the actual listens or sales of that album. So it's like Mm. if you own a copy, well done. Otherwise, yes, you got no chance. but it's it's weird, like it's sort of really strange and weird, and I don't know. This just seemed like this seemed like something that they they did on a... Like the Next Men on their YouTube channel has um like a whole heap of COVID remix afternoons where yeah. you know he'd have a theme and he'd sort of have a crack at it. And like he's another guy that does or that, sorry, they are because there's a pair of them they're another crew that does this sort of stuff. But their Saturday afternoon sitting in their house throwing up some remix stuff sounded a lot more coherent and with an idea than this did. Um, and that's what this sort of felt like, a Saturday afternoon jam session that they recorded and put out.
0: Maybe we need the board game to make it work. It doesn't feel like it does without it.
1: Mm. All right. Well, did you find any um, anything uh, to, to save the week in D-Mob happy?
0: Well... Maybe I need to leave it open for you. Because uh, do you want to pick this one apart? Um, no. I'm
1: I'm, I'm trying. I'm I'm trying to find the the f- the frame of reference of of what
0: what they're trying to uh, do. Uh, or-
1: uh, yeah, like, and that's. uh I had a really good comfort this afternoon. It was, and it slipped away from my mind. Um, it, it yeah, it it just felt like a. a like they were trying to do a pastiche of something, but weren't nailing it. Damn it! I can't fucking think of the of who I had this afternoon. There was someone that really, that who, who had done a much better job of this this style of music, and it's just eluded me. God damn it!
0: Well, it's it's hard um, not to feel that even even their, at their best, Free Mob Happy sound a lot like Queens of the Stone Age. Um, this is a lot proggier, well, quite a bit proggier and quite a bit musier, both in terms of the style of music and also in the fact that they're trying more stuff that maybe a producer should have told them not to. This is their first self-produced album. Um, there's still bangers on this album, but it, it It doesn't feel
1: like he's, he's got the vocal histronics to go down that muse path though.
0: He's a bit more, um, grandiose than Matt Bellamy. Matt Bellamy's always a bit whiny and he's kind of giving it the, particularly an earth mover. It kind of feels a bit, um, Mm. kind of fake operatic. Um, I'm, I mean, I, I'm biased because I really love their 2018 album. It's my album of the year. Um, and I wonder if the fairest comparison might not be the 2018 album, but the new Queens of the Stone Age album, because these guys in their journey from their 2018 to this album feel a little bit like Queens of the Stone Age in their journey from when they were good, for want of a better word, to where they are, mm. where they were in the last album that we did, the did of theirs, where there was a lot more self-indulgence. And there was a lot more kind of confusion. But what... What, what really struck me on this album was that they have spent a lot of lockdown sitting in the dark with the curtains drawn, necking clean skin red wine and listening to Pink Floyd because it's it's got a lot of that to it. Um, and I feel bad for them because I like this band a lot and I worry about yeah. them. There's a lot of Pink Floyd. There's a lot of acid era Beatles. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot on this album that I really like. I don't like this. This album is good without being great. It's certainly not my album of the year, uh, and that's okay. I mean, not every album is going to be album of the year. It's it's a little
1: bit down, I guess, in its in its vibe. It, it, it's it, extremely
0: down. It's extremely depressed. It's been sitting in the dark, drinking <laughs> red wine, and listening to Pink Floyd. It's not it's not happy yeah. at all. There's no, songs about how badly the, the British government fucked up COVID. There's songs, of you know. There's a lot of. It's not, a lot of the songs are really grim and sad and, and you know, the state of the world is completely fucked. Um, and, and, you know, if you lived in Britain for the last, you know, it's five years since their last album. And they've not been very nice. Five, five years have been really grim. I mean, you look at what's happened in Britain in the last five years. Um, Boris, Brexit, COVID, it's not good. It's not been a good time. So I understand why yeah. they are, um, why well, they don't sound particularly joyous at this particular part of the journey. Having said that, I I do like quite a lot of this album, and I do think this is an album I like, but it's not an album that I love.
1: Yeah, see, like, I was, this is the third album I listened to this, in this cycle, and I I really, I was like, I don't know whether I want to talk about this one too much, because I really feel like the other two have coloured me. I I, I sort of went from, because that's what I do, I try and listen to all three up, you know, in one go, yep. and then and then you know, jump back into the them later in the week. Well, that's exactly like, what
0: I did. But I kind of went, okay, I know yeah. Kid Koala. I kind of understood in the first listen. Okay, that, that's n- I'm not going to learn anything more from this. Dave Matthews. No. I didn't feel like I wanted to listen to anything more. I'll leave him to his plumbing business and his used car dealership. And and D Mob Happy. I gave several listens to because I I knew that the the album, the first album, well, not the first album, but the the 2018 album. It took a while to grow, but then it just grew like hell. So. I wanted to give it that opportunity, and it just hasn't quite got there. Great and I went dear. back and listened to their 2018 album, and I went, "No, I still love the shit out of this." And I listened to their 2015 album, and I thought, "I don't like this as much as either of the subsequent two albums." So it's yes. not. It's just we- maybe that they captured lightning in a bottle in 2018, or well, we should call that the little the little Sims effect, because yeah.
1: you know, you know, releasing an uh, album in like 2018, is-
0: 2019, you know, you just happen to hit the hit the the right moment before the world disintegrated. Uh, it, yeah. Second album, wasn't second album, it was not the difficult second album. It's the incredibly successful second album.
1: The only thing with Little Sims is her album before we listen to actually, like Simsie in Wonderland is actually a pretty actually good album. Actually quite good.
0: Um, well, yeah. Dream Side is pretty good, 2015. Um, it just it just wumbles a bit towards the end. But, um, yeah, yeah. Look, this album, Divine Machines, is a good album. It's worth listening to. Uh, but it's just it just verges off into stuff that I'm less interested in, the kind of, as I say, the acid era Beatles and the Pink Floyd, progginess. Yeah. Um, and it's just not really my kind yeah,
1: of, which is space. not, not, not an area that I'm even sort of like, even with all your, uh, you know, slow, slowly rewiring my brain into, <laughs> into, um, you make it sound like it's a conspiracy you know.
0: on my part where it's just you realizing <laughs> that you're old and washed and you don't have to listen to the shit hip hop anymore. Um, as I say, I think the most, the most fair comparison might be to. The new Queens of the Stone Age album, which drops in a couple of weeks, and the new Royal Blood album that drops in a couple of months because that's uh, yeah, kind yeah. of yeah. – if I think of bands that are the most similar to the sound that d Mob Happy have, it's probably those two, and they are both dropping albums this year. Queens of the Stone Age, again, first time that they've dropped an album. Both, since-
1: both which were probably written through COVID. Yeah.
0: Well, well, Queens of the Stone Age, they haven't dropped an album since 2017. Um, and Royal Blood, this is the first album they're doing that they – are producing themselves their last album Th- Typhoons, <laughs> which we didn't, <laughs> which, which I think say- we didn't think that much of, was actually produced by Josh Holman no. from Queens of the Stone Age. So there is a lot of fucking um, crossover here between the, those three acts.
1: Yeah. Um, I want you to go first this week because I'm 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 wondering whether you might snipe me because
0: I go first every fucking week, and I feel okay. like this is a conspiracy that you you can see if I snipe a pick of yours, therefore you get two shots at the albums that you want. I know. I know how this. Well, works.
1: no, no. I, I uh, I sniped you. I sniped you two weeks ago. So I mustn't have gone first that week. I must have gone
0: first that week. First time ever. First time ever. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for Body Type, the new album by uh, Melbourne uh, okay. uh, Girl Punks. Yep. Body Type. Um, because they are my favourite uh, Melbourne feminist collective at the moment. Um, are not like we're short of them, but your cable ties and your um. Oh, who's the other one that just split up recently? Uh, Camp Cope, um, you know, uh, but uh, body type of the, uh, the ones I'm, uh, I really enjoyed their album from last year, so I want to hear what they do this year. Their album was called Expired Candy, I think.
1: Uh, it is called Expired Candy on a label called Poison City.
0: Which in sounds you're interested. Like, sounds I, like Melbourne.
1: Yeah, oh, I thought maybe, you know, really big fans of – 80s hair metal? Who knows? Um, That ain't nothing but a good time. I'm going to go with an album by a guy called Jake Shears, which is one half of the Scissor Sisters. Um, Hence the name. Hence the (laughs) name. I didn't even think of that. Surely that's not. No. For sure. I mean- What's the other dude's name? Has he got a scissors sort of name as well? That would be That would be I don't too know. Good.
0: This, this is going to require us to actually do some research. We can't be arsed doing
1: that. Fuck, no, I'm, I'm drinking whiskey. There's no chance of that. Um, yeah, like, I've been thinking a little bit about voices this week, right, because um, Curtis really gloms onto songs, right, and it could be a new song, could be an old song. You just never know. And the one he's really been into this week is the acoustic version of Overkill by Colin Hay. Not Overkill Um, by Motorhead. No, not Overkill by Motorhead, which I'm not sure whether you're familiar with, but, like, in the sort of last verse. I think
0: I have heard it. It's not quite as good as Motorhead's version.
1: um, Like, Colin Hay has this ability to, like, hit that high register note but with power. You know, like, as he goes up higher, he doesn't sort of – lose his voice it sort of you know gets stronger and bigger and um yeah just just fascinated by artists that you know have have different ranges and different sort of power and different parts you know patterns obviously sort of like the gold standard right he can he can go <laughs> very low or very high and it just makes no difference to, to him at all but um yeah this, this is Sisters are more all falsetto i guess all the time
0: yeah, I'm actually just looking at the Sister Sisters song credits and Jake Shears is not listed on them at all. So he oh, doesn't just, appear to be- Just the singer. Doesn't appear to be what the singer. What about Jason Sellard's, is, is, Sellard's, is Jason Sellards? Jason Sellards. Jason Sellards- and Scott
1: Hall. Yeah, so Jake Shears is his, his Jason Sellards stage uh,
0: name. So none of them are Sister fucking references.
1: Yeah, what right. So, so Jake Shears is obviously a play on the Sister name. Sisters. yeah. That was too too good to be yeah, true.
0: Unfortunately, yes, and he has been relatively prolific, and he is looks like he's based in the UK. Although I presume he's a sapo.
1: Um, I was just he was born. Yeah, in he's from Arizona. Arizona. Nineteen
0: seventy. He's our age. He's fucking Jesus. Forty five years old. <laughs> he's from Phoenix. Um, yes, he adopted the stage name in twenty oh one, and paired with longtime friend. Uh, keyboarder Scott Hoffman to form the arty pop outfit Scissor Sisters. A name inspired by a cheeky term for lesbian sex. This is definitely a Roe V fucking... Bio. <laughs> so they've been around for 20 years. Fucking good idea. Uh, he's anyway. only
1: done two solo albums, yep. one, this one and another one. So, yeah. Anyway, we'll give that a go.
0: I mean, it's it'll sound like shit. Anyway. Um, anyway. <laughs> I'd, I'd never really thought that much of Sister Sisters. I thought they were just kind of boring remakes of disco. You know, it was like, we, we've done this and we did it better in the 70s. But then again, I'm sure that's what a lot of people thought about, the White Stripes and the, the Hives and the Vines and fucking- Yeah. You know, all those- It depends on you. The other bands are around at exactly the same time.
1: It, it depends on, on your views on disco. I'm not a massive disco fan, but I quite like the Sister Sisters in period, so- and, and and pop's another one of those genres where I'm, like, fascinated to find something good. Like, I reckon there's there's shitloads of crap pop. There's not that much good stuff. Yeah, A little bit like dance and a little bit like hip-hop at the moment. So, let's see. <laughs> I, was, I was looking at possible jokers and I was like, should I suggest Noel Gallagher for this week? I was like,
0: eh, maybe what, not. What on earth makes you think that you've won the fucking joker this week?
1: That's all. Yeah, I, th- I guess because you liked your album, you you won the week.
0: Oh, right, because it's just that fact, not the fact that you picked a bag of dog turds dressed up as an album. Yep. Um, look, I'll chuck you a fucking bone. I'll pick an album that I think you'll like, which is by the What It Do Archive mm. Group uh, called Palace of a Thousand Sounds, and it's another one of those hack-up fucking cut DJ kind of things, but this one might be a little bit more. Um, a little bit less concept album and a little bit more fun. Okay. So the story with the What It? So this is steeped in obscurity. A cult following of crate diggers and musical oddity collectors has been brewing over the mysterious release of the What It Do Archive Group. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, this recording collective focused solely on curating, performing, and preserving esoteric soundtrack library and deep groove collections. Um, blah, blah, blah. So it's it's a bunch of recording engineers and, and music nerds and wankers um from Re- <laughs> Reno Nevada. Um and they just make they're just making all kinds of fucking weird stuff. So it might it might be relatively similar to um your boy Kid Koala, but it's not gonna be quite as dedicated to being the soundtrack for a kid's fucking tabletop game. Hmm. It was that, or something really fucking obvious, like the fucking Foo Fighters album. And I thought, nah, we're not, doing that uh, not right now.
1: There, there's a there, yeah, there's a fair bit of obvious yep. stuff out in the round. And, like,
0: and, and Adam will be on for a couple yeah. of weeks, so we'll, we'll save the <laughs> we'll save the obvious stuff when
1: Well, you could do you could do we could do Ben folds, F- Buck Cherry, Foo Fighters, uh, Foo Fighters, and Kenny Rogers all in all in one go. I
0: suspect we won't do all those. It'll be my two food Fighters. I'm, I'm worried about the Foo Fighters album. I've got a horrible feeling it's going to be like that terrible album they did about 20 years ago, which was they did one disc that was shit loud and one disc that was soft, and both of them were horrible. Like In Your Honor, I think it was called. It was f- the worst album yeah. they've ever done. It was so bad. I think he was going through something at the time.
1: Have we ever done a band called Proto Marta? Proto um,
0: They sound familiar? But I don't recall yeah. us. I think it might be one of those ones I've written down on my big list of this album is coming soon kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that was the other one I looked at. This. They week.
0: sound a bit. They sound like they're vaguely violent.
1: They do. They do. No, I'll, I'll stick with the. I'll stick with this as sisters rip off. We'll yeah. see how it goes.
0: Yeah, it can't all be fucking stone or rock.
1: <laughs> a lot no. of it
0: can be. But it can't all
1: be. A fair chunk of it can be, but not all. A the fair time.
0: chunk of it will be.
1: So Alright Doc. Lovely to uh hear your um you know, stick your head in a in a dishwasher and, and undrill some stuff. But um I'll catch you next I've week.
0: been doing a lot of that's not gonna make any sense to anybody because that's not gonna make the podcast.
1: <laughs> it's all on the recording of you banging and swearing and zzz-
0: yeah, but it's not making. The, I'm not going to make the audience <laughs> listen to 20 minutes of me swearing and operating a fucking cordless drill. you are pleased to know it's not leaking through the oh, roof anymore.
1: <laughs> I want you to uh, add some drills to the music, music, music song. Well,
0: uh, we, we could we could re-record it as drill the uh, the music style, but no, I suspect not.
1: <laughs> as drill, that's as long as you don't re- re-record it as Fred again. We'll be we'll be right.
0: Okay, Make dog. you want to drill yourself through the fucking head. Yeah. He's playing Primavera yeah. Sound uh, this weekend. Well, uh,
1: yeah, we should we should we should talk about it. you put you put that up. It was there- as, as you
0: listen to this, folks, um, Primavera Sound has done the Coachella thing, so they're on two weekends. So as we record this, it'll be this weekend will be Barcelona, but as you hear this in midweek, um, the following week will be Primavera Sound Madrid. Um, I don't know if they're live streaming both, but they're certainly live streaming the Barcelona Weekend on Twitch. Uh, and there's some stuff there that's quite interesting. I mean, odd little bands like the Bets are playing. Um, so if you want to hear Auckland's fourth most popular folk band, uh, <laughs> Flight of the Concord style, that's a good place to find them.
1: D- did you find much compelling in that lineup?
0: I, I found stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, we listen to them. That weren't very good,
1: yeah. <laughs> but but at least it made fairly me think. Oh, yeah, look, list, I at though. least
0: felt, I at least felt a little bit rewarded by the fact that I could recognize like the acts. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm oh. aware of your content. I don't want to listen yeah. to it, but I'm aware of it.
1: it, it it's interesting because you know we listen to so much new music, and you would think that you would want to tour your new music when you had an album out, and yet I see these big festival shows, and it's like. There's really not much of the the really cool stuff that we listen to that's touring. Um, yeah, but it I is
0: touring, guess, but it's not it's not necessarily getting not, in a primavera sound. I mean that the Bobby Lee's yeah. I mean I follow them on Instagram, they they tour relentlessly, but they're not they're not a Primavera mm. sound kind of gig kind of outfit.
1: No, but you'd think they'd be Blues Fest or Splendor though. Like <gasps> uh, maybe not Splendor. Blues Fest, though, surely the Bobby Lees at Blues Fest. No, nah, they're not. They're I, I,
0: Blues Fest is Boomer Fest now. I'm not going to give now. the pricks
1: that run Blues Fest my money. So. Yeah, Blue yeah. Fest
0: is Boomer Fest now. It's essentially a winery tour and, and <clears throat> Splendour is triple J disease. It's just become yacht rock, mediocrity. And whoever the latest fucking hip-hop artist is.
1: The thing with Splendour, right, the thing, thing with Splendour is that people don't understand is there's that big Japanese music festival yeah, that essentially you can look at the you
0: get their you get their leftovers lineup yeah.
1: for that festival, and yeah, and it's like it's going to be a subset of that festival. That's yeah. what Splendor is going to be. You and and some Australian. It's essentially who wants to play to a get-
0: sideshow from fucking whatever the, yep. the what's the Japanese? I forgot what F- the name Fuji, of the Jap- Fuji Fuji, Fuji Rock yeah. I think it was was always called in the past, but I don't know whether yep. you can still call it rock uh, given the, <laughs> given the stuff they're playing.
1: And, and once again, Simsy's doing Splendour and Melbourne and Sydney and No Brisbane show. So
0: Yeah, but you don't well, want to hear her. I think she's on uh, – she, isn't I, she on – um, I don't know if she's on Primavera. You don't want to hear her because she's playing no, t- a terrible most recent album.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. So, look, that's good because if it was in Brisbane, I would go, ah, uh, uh, look, if, if I got three of the songs that I really like live, I'd probably go if it was in Brisbane.
0: If she rocks up and plays Grey Area end to end. I see Grinspoon up touring Easy and New Detention. So they're 99 and 2001 albums, which is p- Pete Grinspoon. Um, so people are going to love that shit. And by people, I mean people who are 45.
1: Yeah. So the guy from Scissor Sisters, he'll be right down for that. Yes. All right, Doc.
0: Good old <laughs> catch Jake. On the side. Jake, fake name. Jake Shears. Yes. Good see old you, Just mate. Cuts. Oh, mate. <laughs> yeah. Alright, see ya. Oh, Well, swearing at it has stopped it from linking.
1: Yeah, it's definitely stopped. <laughs> Who was it the other day that said I listened to like every album on the After Dark, and even I struggled with the Fruit Again. Oh, album.
0: I Anthony! Thought- <laughs> yeah, it was an Anthony.
1: Yeah, our Rose one. Yeah
0: yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He um, yeah, that one, that one was tough. But he, but then he subsequently said, "Look, I actually went and listened to some of that Def Leppard, and even they um, Fred Again, and um, what was that other terrible album we had?" What was that other album? A uh, fucking really bad one that we will convince it was the worst album of the year. The National, that was it. Yeah, it was a, if, uh, The you, National. Put, that's yes, right. I missed which, that which which one. Which you yeah. missed. Which you're thankful to have missed because it was, it was just doleful. It was grim. Um, but yeah, I like can imagine fucking pour sugar on with full orchestral accompaniment. I'm very glad there wasn't an album that was associated with that.
1: All right. All right. I'll catch you later, dude. Cheers, mate. See ya.
0: Where's the fucking off?